There we go. The mic is on. <laughs> the mic is on. There we go. We got things fixed. Uh, first things first, as you can tell, it's been a while since we've live streamed. But uh, first things first, I'm your host of the Air Raid Tech Podcast, Air Raid Mike, or just call me Mike. Whatever is going to shorten your oxygen brand, I'm all for. And, uh, <laughs> and we're going to go from there. Uh, Clyde will eventually be on tonight and throughout the podcast. And uh, I do know that prior to, uh, there was a commitment prior to, so uh, I totally uh, understand that. And we will uh, get things worked out. But I do have Twitter on board. And, uh, <laughs> there we go. Twitter on board since uh, StreamYard does not get um, get on board with uh, with the Twitter. So uh, live streaming, we're going to have a good show regardless. Um, a lot of stuff happening across uh, not just the sports world, but also in the uh, country that we live in in the United States. As uh, I know that uh, this co- this podcast specifically is heard throughout uh, quite a bit of countries throughout the world. So first things first, as always, listen to us on any major podcast platform. You know, we're on a lot of them, but Bullhorn, uh, Google, Apple, uh, iHeartRadio, whatever the case may be, go out there, subscribe it, share it. And of course, we appreciate all the support that you uh, that you show. Also, before I get into big uh, bigger issues that are more important than a podcast, uh, if you're on any of the live streams currently, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Twitch, um, let us know. You can always join the uh, join the conversation. Strictly, just comment below. Hey, I'm so and so. Don't give your full name out. Just whatever it fits best for you, and uh, we will go from there. Of course, all the wonderful comments will be posted on this wonderful show. And so, anybody that's going to watch the replay in the near in future gets to see your wonderful comments. And if you're on Twitter, again, simply uh, comment below, say something. Of course, anything derogatory will be skipped and will not be even asked or. Uh, said i may say it just to make you look funny and then we'll uh, move on so first things first uh, if you're new to the podcast welcome aboard and uh glad to have you but uh hey it's been a while since i've done a solo show so i'm kind of not used to this solo but like i said clyde uh will eventually be on and uh he like i said he has some commitments prior to so we will uh, make sure that he is able to handle those but uh on a serious note, and something that I wanted to uh, touch base on uh, with with Clyde, and of course with Adam, does it matter at this point? Uh, is going to be touched upon. Uh, if you're in the United States, and you probably even I don't know if I want to go far stretch it and say the world. I don't know on that one, but strictly say the United States. If you're strictly in the United States. You obviously know what took place yesterday, and it's a tough one for a lot of us to talk about, um, especially for everyone with, with kids or maybe just a heart for kids, whatever the case may be. And we're talking today's May 20, was it 26? Um, y- you know, it, I don't know, I guess it's 26 on my screen, I don't know, maybe 25. I'm blind as a bat. But yesterday being Tuesday, 
Recording day is Wednesday. The issue that I have, and it's an issue that's going to be brought up here in the next few weeks, few days, and few months, is one thing and one thing only. What took place yesterday was heartbreaking in Uvalde, Texas. And if you haven't watched it or you don't know anything about it, you've definitely been sleeping on the rock. Um, what took place yesterday, and I want to touch base on this. What's up, D'Artagnan? That's my, that's my boy right there. Former KC Unite, current UC, which is Cincinnati, just for all you guys want to know, Bearcat. He's going to wreck some havoc this year. Keep an eye on him. Uh, guarantee of that. Um, but it's something that I want to touch base on that I don't like, but I'm going to because it simply needs to be addressed. What took place yesterday should have never took place. Let's just be honest. It should have never took place. And here's why. And hear me out. I'm not going to play the left. I'm not going to play the right. This country as a whole, and I've been censored before. I'm probably going to be censored again for the next few days, I'm sure. For the next few months, years, I don't know. I don't know, and I don't care. But what took place yesterday, first and foremost, is my thoughts and my condolences and my prayers goes out to the entire fam, all the families, all the friends, the entire school, the entire community, and to the state of Texas. That should have not happened. I'm not going to sit here and point fingers. It's the, it is the, it is the governor's fault, Governor Abbott. It's the law enforcement's fault. It's the, the left, the right. It's the, the school's fault. Um, fault stuff like that. I'm, I'm not. We as a country, hear me out. We as a country, let them down. Point blank. We as a country has let this this younger generation, this up and coming generation, generation, kids should not. I mean, I personally don't remember at all going to school and being literally scared out of my pants if I'm going to go home the next, this following day at three o'clock. I never, I, I never had that situation. Yeah, football practice. Well, I mean. People are going to sit there, well, yeah, it's football. That's nothing. Okay, so it's hot. Yeah, you'll be fine. No big deal. I'm talking legit. Never went to school at 7, 8, 9 o'clock in the morning. Kissed my parents goodbye. Thinking in my mind, crap, I might not come home. I never thought that. Never in a million years. Would I ever imagine that? I'm 34. I left elementary school in 2000. I left middle school in 2003, graduated in 2006. So it's been a minute, <laughs> to say the least. It's been a minute. And I'm not going to ramble, but I'm going to put it into perspective. Even since 2000, 22 years later, when I left elementary school, we're talking elementary school. We're not talking middle. We're not talking anything. High school, elementary, kindergarten, pre-K, depends on the outcome, depends on the school system, how they have it. Pre-K at very best to the fifth grade. 
sixth grade in some states. Was it four or five-year-old kids till, what, 12, 11, 13 years old? What took place yesterday should have not happened. If you're on the live stream, if you're on Twitter, feel free to let me know. But my question is this, to the country of the United States of America, I don't care if you're a Democrat and I don't care if you're a Republican. You can be independent. You can be libertarian. You can be agnostic. You can be a Christian. You can be a Catholic. You can be a Mormon. You can be an atheist. I don't give a rat in what you are. Because at the end of the day, we, as a country, let them down. In the story. What has changed? What has changed? Never in my right mind. Should anybody send their kid to school, never in the right mind should they send their kid to school and pray they come back the next day or the next few hours or next day, depending on the situation, I don't know, whatever, college, I guess. But the point of the matter is, is this, we got to do better. There's got to be, a, there's got to be a change. I'm not asking the guns to be put away. Because I don't. But what I'm and what I'm saying is, it's best that we get a protocol in place that we put it a a legit background. Who can get it? Who cannot? I'm not going to say the story because, of course, you know I don't like to say stories without facts, and I know a lot of the people don't uh, don't grasp that <laughs> mentality. And it's probably kind of sad. They just want to start rambling off stuff when they have no idea what the crap they're talking about. And that is false, and that's fake news. But what I do know, and what is real is this, and then we're going to move on, is what has changed from my sixth grade year, my sixth grade year in elementary school, what has changed? Nothing. Because I never, let's summarize this real quick. I never went to school. My siblings never went to school. A lot of people I know never went to school. And we hope that we never uh, that we were going to see our parents at three o'clock. We would never thought that in our minds. Twenty-two years later, <laughs> crashing to the ground. We as a country need to do better. I'm calling out the politicians, whether you're Republican, whether you're Democrat. It's time to pull up your pants. It's time to figure out a plan, and it's time to put it into place. That's what I'm saying, because at the end of the day, guess what? We're going to continue. We're going to continue to have my condolences, my condolences, moment of silence. And Steve Kerr, the head coach of Golden State, nailed up to the T. And I applaud him for his, for his press conference. We as a country should not have to continue to apologize. And I'm not at this point, someone asked me earlier, told me earlier, well, it's a certain president. At this point, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. We as a country failed those 14, 19 kids and those two teachers. Why haven't we got an idea? And if people want to sit here and, and point fingers, that's cool. But it's going to happen again. It's just going to get worse if we don't fix the issue. And on top of that, guess what? The next generation comes through. 
We've got to fix the issue. Hopefully somebody's got the issue. Hopefully somebody's got the issue fixed. Because it's sad to know that this young generation is literally scared to death to go to school. I watched a video this morning. A seven-year-old kid calling his buddies. And summarizing it is practically saying, hey, whatever the kid's name was. I'm not going to say because a lot of issues. But whatever the kid's name was, hey, did you watch the news? These kids got killed. And some teacher did too. And then about five minutes later, after he talks to his buddy, excuse me, after he talks to his buddy, he then says, I'm scared to go to school. Well, there you have it, folks. There you have it. Welcome to the new America. Welcome to the new America. We got kids being scared to go to school. Pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. But anyway, my thoughts and prayers goes out to the uh, to the families affected, the school district affected, the city, the town of Uvalde, and the state of Texas. And uh, we got to do better, guys. We we, we got to do better. And uh, I'll have a special guest on later in the in the summer month, and we'll we'll get down to business. But uh, when there's a massacre to this degree, I firmly believe politics should not be discussed, and the family should be well respected, and the victims. So we will uh, we'll take it from there. But my thoughts and prayers goes to uh, everyone involved, and. Uh, yeah, that's 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 all I that's all I got on that. Also, what's pathetic is the fact that there's no baby formula. Let's let's change subjects. There's no baby formula. What happened to it? Oh no, what happened? I can tell you what happened. It's down south. <clears throat> Just saying. Oh, it could be with the thirty-three. Uh, was it thirty? $333 billion package to Ukraine. Is that where it's at? That's where the food's at. <clears throat> That's where the gas prices are at. So there you go. <clears throat> I'm on the one. I'm, no. This country, we're failing. We're, we are failing. And we're failing big. And I'm not comparing the, the Uvalde disaster to what's currently going on because... Uh, at the end of the day, those 19 kids' future is no more. The parents are traumatized. And we now get into a other dis- argument. But anyway, if you're on Twitter, send your comments. <laughs> I know that uh, uh, I see my uh, my uh, Asian brother, Wong Lam, the host of the Funny Moments on there. Uh, joining us, welcome aboard. And uh, to uh, it doesn't show me exactly who's watching the live stream, but I do know that it's Twitch and uh, and YouTube. So thank you. Uh, but anyway, so like I said, uh, I got all kinds of other stuff for that for another time. But first things first is this we folks, 
in Oklahoma. Got a new head coach in Brent Venables a while back in December. It's been a while since I've done a show, like really done a show. Why? Because life. Life has happened. What's up, Mr. Wong? Let me help. My Asian brother. My Asian brother gets it. And you know, gets us as an amazing guy named by the name of Coach Tom George. He gets it. Just saying. Just saying. Anyway, uh, to fill you guys in, uh, it's been a while since, like, like I said, done a show, period, let alone done a solo show. Hopefully, um, Clyde will be on here uh, momentarily. But I do know, uh, as I told him um, yesterday, you know, hey, your kid's playing b-ball, playing some baseball, and uh, family's definitely first. So if it happens, cool, doesn't, no big deal. We'll move on. But uh, something that uh, I wanted to talk about and uh, or kind of fill you guys in. So a lot of people don't realize, I know some will, is, Mike, where have you been at the last few? Really, literally, the, the 2022 year, the 2022 year, uh, of course, work was insanely busy. And... Um, Life has sucked since. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Uh, not so much sucked to where it's um, uh, Wong Lin. Nice mic. Sounds great. Awesome. I was hoping that would. Uh, the last episode with Holly. Um, I did not like the turnout on that. Did not like that. I thought that was disappointing. And uh, was not good. We always... Strive for perfection. It was not good. Um, to fill you guys in, uh, I know back, um, a lot of people have been asking a while back, simply, um, you know, a lot of people, especially if you follow me on Twitter, a lot of people know. So back in 2019, my grandmother had a heart attack in October of 19. And since then, she was asked to move. Um, really prefer with a family member at that point. She was unable to take care of herself and the rest is history. Anyway, so fast track to this course to 2020, um, April of 2020, my dad had a major stroke, completely left side or left uh, vision. Eye vision is completely gone. His right one's about to, is on its way out, I'm afraid. It's struggling, obviously, rightfully so, to, to try to keep up with um, with the, the lack of the left. Go figure. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so um, jokes aside, no. He, he's been up and down. And so that's that's been a, a doozy. And then what a lot of people don't know is two weeks ago, mm -hmm. two weeks ago, he had a colonoscopy, uh, just really for age purposes. There wasn't no concern uh, of the doctors, really just age. He, he'll be 64 in, um, in November, so they just wanted to just make sure. 
you know, at this point, hey, who who knows? So you go on and um, do his thing. Me personally, nah, I'm good on a colonoscopy kind of thing, but I, I get the purpose of it. Anyway, uh, everything came back perfected. And I mean perfected. As much as perfected as the 2016 election was. No. Uh, but no, anyway, so uh, so anyway, everything came back perfectly fine for my dad and his colonoscopy uh, to about two weeks ago. Now, on the contrary to um, to my grandmother, um, I would be lying to you if I said that this year, on starting February the twentieth. Since February 20th of 2022, I would be lying to you and, and telling you that absolutely I would be, what's the right word? That I would be okay. That I would be, um, oh, I don't know. That I would be happy with life and no I, i'm not one of these guys that's gonna go drink even though i do have a 24 ounce one i gotta chug down here but uh that may come in land here in the, later on tonight but you kind of feel you guys in so february 20th 2022 uh, i was at the pay Calma center which is downtown oklahoma city got a call um hey your grandmother's health declined for the worst. Don't know to this day what it was. And I probably won't ever know till this day uh, what it was. <clears throat> so leave work. We finally get done about seven-ish. Leave work and uh, go over to my parents' house and, and see, you know, make sure what's, you know, figure out what the heck's going on. And I would say... I don't know. I would say something to the long, to the long of the lines that, you know, the chaplain came out, and all the hospice people and all of them came out. Chaplain had a great visit, is from what my dad told me. Anyway, fast forward to March, you know, work schedule still woo, woo, doing twenty fours, and you know, health. Not bad, but it's not great, but it's getting there and so on and so forth. Um, now we're in April. The bull, the ball's starting to roll, uh, unfortunately. And now we're pushing to May. You know, we, we, we got to her birthday, which was May 4th. 88. That's what we wanted. But now let's push for Mother's Day. We got the Mother's Day. So the Monday after Mother's Day, <clears throat> I went over there and I wasn't feeling too well Mother's Day and, and everything else. More so just, excuse me, more so just tired than anything else. 
and so um anyway so we get over there i get over there and you know, talk to my dad drop my mom stuff off and my mom told me some news that was pretty disturbing in a lot of ways and i'm not going to get into all, all of the details but uh what i will say <laughs> unfortunately is that her organs her kidneys her liver is in the final stages of of life um not eating much if any not drinking much of any She's on two meds that hospice gives all their patients. It's morphine, Adderall, or Adderall, I don't know, whatever the other one is for anxiety. Um, she's calling out for her, her for her siblings that's gone on before her, her two sisters and her brother. Uh, I don't know since then if there's anybody else that's been added. Uh, I do know that she was reach when i had a nice conversation with her uh the monday after mother's day she was reaching out now i know she's reaching out for me from my personal <laughs> perspective i'm gonna say absolutely uh, excuse me absolutely uh i think she was but uh you know we uh we will go from there but the update on her i know a lot of people i want to say i know wong's one of them uh he's he's my agent bro for a reason I, <clears throat> when i say i don't text much I, <laughs> there's sometimes i just don't i suck as a friend sometimes that's how i feel but you know some days i get into the um, perspective of of well, there's always tomorrow. There's always tomorrow. There's always tomorrow. There's always tomorrow. And unfortunately, it's not tomorrow. Um, so anyway, lastly, what I'm trying to tell you is if you guys continue to uh, say some prayers for my family, the thoughts um, that this will, unfortunately, as much as it sucks saying this, uh, unfortunately, if uh, we can pray that this thing speeds up, um, they're going to reevaluate everything, I think, here in the coming days and um, go from there. But my grandma told me that she's ready and uh, I'm happy for her. Uh, that gives me more comfort. I did get the responsibility of, of, <laughs> of doing her service, so I do have that. But, uh, you know, I'm not here to put an episode that's a down, you know, a Debbie Downer, so to speak. You know, you start off with the the Uvalde's uh, elementary shooting and then shortage and all this and now your grandmother's dad and I'm tying all those into a, really into a point that I'm going to do a better job of and uh, unfortunately I don't have a relationship with my siblings and uh, I don't uh I don't know if I'm going to <laughs> anytime soon, but what I do know is this, and um, a buddy of mine, I text this morning, I always bring him up, but when you're a good one, when, when and I think he might still be listening, I don't know, um, but I know he'll be listening anyway to the, to the recording, so <clears throat> when you have good people in your life, 
regardless if they're a boyfriend, if they're a girlfriend, if it's just strictly friends, if it's a husband, if it's a wife, if it's whatever you want to make it out to be. If anything, let them know how much you appreciate them. And the reason why I say this is because I text to Wong. He, if you guys want to know who Wong is, it's Wong Lam, the host of the Defining Moments podcast, the owner of Storm Check. Um, a phenomenal business if you're in the OKC metro area. Check him out. Uh, Mike sent you there. Uh, Mike sent you his way. Uh, let, him, let Wong know that. But uh, no, I would text him this morning. I literally said, wake up, champ. I love you, bro. That was it. Point to sweet and to the point. Sweet and to the point. Wake up, champ. Means wake your ass up. It's time to get to biz. <laughs> it's time to get to business. Life is too short to hit that snooze button. Get going. He obviously is. I think this mofo's up at 4 a.m. I can see him being up at 4 a.m. Hey, I've been there, I've done that. I know the feel. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure you know, if he's if he's busy and he can't watch the live on Twitter or wherever else that uh, he does what happened to watch it at times. Uh, I <laughs> I hope he listens to this and I hope he laughs. But the point of it is, is this, and I'm mumbling, but I'm acknowledging really people that's a huge benefit is this. Keep your really close friends close. The ones that are constantly in your life, the ones that want to be in your life. I'm not saying, <laughs> please don't think I'm saying, just ditch everybody out there that just says, fuck you and you're going to go. Please don't say that because that's not what I'm getting at. I'm just saying the ones that really have the intention to pour into your life, to to pour positive, you know, positive uh, stuff, you know, that's always there to, to support you. Do it, do it, because life is too short. And we, we saw it yesterday. The families of the 19 families that sent their kids to school. They were going to have, I think the last day of school was tomorrow, Thursday. They were going to enjoy summer. Whatever the plans was they have for the summer break. I don't know if they have any plans, but Whatever. Life is too short. We'll talk sports here in a little bit, but it's just, you know, just let the ones that you love and, and that you're glad that you're that they're in their life. Hey, you know, I know I, you know, I've there's a few people out there, excuse me, I've messaged whether it's Twitter and I message whether it's text messaging saying, hey. I hope you're doing well. I know as a friend, I've sucked communicating with you, but I hope you're doing well. And I hope that you're having a wonderful day. I just want to let you know that. And a lot of times they're like, hey, you know, it's a mutual thing. And that's perfectly fine. You know, um, 
it's just uh and shout out to herb by the way herb i know you're a bama fan and we'll talk that here in a second but shout out to you um as i promised to you last night via the dms on the twitter uh herb shout out uh, keep doing what you're doing with your podcast it's gonna it's going to uh you're gonna get there you're gonna get there um but uh keep your people close that you love what i'm just saying is this and i'm learning from my experience in my my grandmother's health my dad's health there's clyde um hey you know we're gonna we're going to uh to rock things out and uh hey anyway so joining us all the way from beautiful this Colorado, mr clyde clyde diesel clyde I just want to let you know, first things first, touch base on the, um, you know, kind of doing a thing. I know it's been a while since you've been, of course, you've got so much crap you want to talk about. <laughs> anyway, first things first, Clyde, how are you doing, sir? Hey, man, I'm great. I just coached uh, my son's nine-year-old baseball team, and we won. Exactly. Just got home, Game first game of the season, got a W, so I'm pretty stoked. <laughs> nice. Congrats on the, uh, congrats on the uh, first win. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, no, pretty much just kind of feeling you. You know, for everybody that's out there listening, obviously you should know. Hey, that dude looks familiar. Yes, he's been on it before. I did check though, Clyde. It was been exactly three months since we've talked, or since we've been since you came on last. Three months. Three months. I was kind of curious. I knew it's been a while. I knew work for me. That would be about right because work for me was insane. Yeah, I bet, man. Me too. I, I had surgery and I got kicked off of Twitter. So kind of a perfect storm for me to just like lay low for a few months, man. <laughs> Before we talk about the Twitter, a lot's happened. Uh, switching from positive, from, from a, a life lesson uh, to now. Um, Clyde, first things first, I know it kind of re- recap the whole thing. Any thoughts, real quick, briefly on the shooting on the Uvalde yesterday? Well, like I said, I, I coached my son's nine year old baseball team. Um, so it's all nine year old kids, and uh, man, I look at them and they're just so precious, man. Each one of them are just, I, I can't imagine losing just one of them, you know, and to lose that many. Uh, to say the least, I've been, it's been heavy on my heart all day today, man. And, um, yeah, so I don't know what to say, dude. I, um, yeah, it's, I'm speechless. It's just, yeah, tragedy. Yeah, I got, no, I, I totally get it. And that's kind of what I was at earlier is like, you know, as a country, obviously, I personally feel like we we failed them just strictly because who would imagined night, you know, anywhere from the ranges of kindergarten to sixth grade at least, going home or going to school and not even I don't think they even made it to lunch. And Jesus. 
and, and that was that. But I'm obviously not going to talk much because that's. But uh, yeah, it's it's heavy, man. I I, yeah. I just my heart goes out to the families, obviously. Um, yeah, I just want I just. I mean, I don't know what prayers do anymore. You know, thoughts and prayers. I I don't know if that's even a thing anymore. You know. Well, and you know, and and Steve Kerr. I don't know if you saw that last night or not. I, I did. He was spot on. A lot of people may not like him. He may like him. I don't know. I mean, whatever. But me, I, yeah, he got stuck with really great talent coaching. So, I mean, obviously, but regardless, he wins. That's all that matters. But regardless, dude, sports is nothing compared to what took place yesterday and I'm going to say, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not pointing fingers to the left. I'm not pointing fingers to the right, but he was, he was spot on. I, I can't disagree with him last night. I just, it's hard for me to think that an 18 year old kid can have access to that kind of weapon. Dude. I just, I don't know how that should be okay. The disturbing part is, like you said, he had access to the AR-15. He had access. We bought it, like right, like last weekend or something. Yeah, just turned eighteen. And the fact, dude, he shot his. I get. I don't know. I'm not being disrespectful. I honestly don't know. I'm hearing all kinds of different reports. I don't know where to go on that, but. I heard that his grandmother got, you know, obviously he shot his grandmother. Yep. And I'm her, someone told me she passed. So my condolences uh-huh. to his family. I don't know. I've heard two different stories on her. So I don't know what is what. If someone can confirm that, please let me know. But um, no disrespect to him, obviously, to the family. But um, it, I don't know. I'm not going to talk much about it because there's so much other cooler stuff we can talk about. But hey, can I, can I, what what is it about eighteen year olds that think like? Because the last two big mass shootings have been eighteen year old kids, eighteen year old boys. Is it feels to me that they have no obviously no respect for anything, okay. right? Nobody ever taught them any sort of respect at all for for anything, and it it's kind of that culture of try not to hurt anybody's feelings like hey you you're you're an asshole you know right when 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 you're an asshole growing up as a kid you should be able to be told that you're an asshole like hey kid like you you should have consequences for your actions i don't know if we have that anymore in this country i think we we let people get away with anything i think everybody's feelings get hurt we're an entirely too soft of a society yeah. Um, somebody said that this kid shot up Uvalde yesterday because he wasn't going to graduate or something stupid like that. Like, dude. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know if that's true or not, but that mean again, it's it, a dumb reason. It's a dumb. There's never a good reason, obviously, right? But what a soft reason to do. You know, you've never had to face consequences in your life, so you shoot your grandma and then a bunch of little kids. My, is that society, man? I think we we we've become. I'm I'm back at it on Twitter again. I'm already pissing people off again because I'm calling people soft on Twitter all the time too. 
yesterday this girl on I don't know, young woman. I don't know what to call her, lady. I, I don't know. That's another thing. Like, what what do we call anybody? Nobody knows. Um, this young lady on Twitter yesterday said that uh, a man approached her at the gym and said, I don't want to be creepy or anything, but, um, you made my move from Chicago, like you made it worth it. And then she's like, oh my God, am I going to get my skin cut off? (laughs) What the? So a man walks up to you. Yeah, it might be creepy and it might be eerie. Like, but you go straight to murder. Like, this guy's gonna murder me and and skin me. Like, you can't even talk to anybody anymore without you immediately thinking that you're gonna be murdered. What kind of soft ass bullshit is that? And I was, I, I called her out. I was like, really? That's where you go. That's where your mind goes. Somebody calls you fine, and you're like, oh my god, is he gonna is he gonna boil me? Get over yourself. Like, what kind of privilege do you have? What kind of privilege must you have to walk around thinking everybody's going to kill you? Like, you have that kind of power. Over it. Like, get over it, dude. You're not that special. And it just, you know, it makes me, you know, and then these little kids at in school, ha- and that happens, and it's like, see, like, there are people who actually are in threatened and in danger and you're definitely not one of them well as i saw your quote tweet from the guy that talked about chick-fil-a oh yeah that was fun if that <laughs> if another one Chick-fil-A Chick-fil-A bigotry and something else no i'm if i'm buying chick-fil-a it's because strictly i want chick-fil-a and they're good amen not it, because, yeah. I mean, i'm buying the nfl it's not because i'm Oh, well, you must support domestic violence and rape and blah, this and blah, that. No, it's because I like the product. Exactly. Welcome yeah. You, you, I'm not I'm not into slapping um, no, United. Exactly. <laughs> the United guy, uh, the United <laughs> ticket guy. Did you see how Trajan Langdon, or not Trajan Langdon, but uh, the guy from the Broncos, Langdon. The, the, what's his first name? Damn it. Oh well, whatever. Yeah, he's a former Bronco. <laughs> I think he's in the CFL now, isn't he? I think. I don't know. I ha- I don't know. He's going around slapping people though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is going on in this country, man? <laughs> if you look at it, I don't know what airline. I think it was Southwest. I don't know. Was it Southwest or United? It looked like United to me, but I don't know. Was it United? It might have been. Who knows? Who cares? Maybe Delta. It might have been Delta. I, <laughs> Frontier. Frontier. I doubt it was Frontier. Let's be fair. At least he, he's got some cheddar. I would hope, right? Not that ghetto, but he is slapping people. Dude, that, but the guy, he kept asking for it. So he got what he got. I mean, but who knows what happened there? Obviously, well, we, only got the, in fact, we only got the clips of the guy starting to get beat up. Stop messing with people, man! It's like the guy who 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 messed with Tyson too, right? Like, come on, oh, Jesus! Repeat, dude. Listen, there should be consequences for your actions. Yeah, it's plain and simple, man. And and we we're too scared to tell people the truth anymore. We're too scared to hurt somebody's feelings, and 
the feelings police are in full effect. And honestly, I think that's what's causing a lot of these shootings, to be totally honest with you. I just read a book, uh, The Coddling of the American Mind. You, you got to have consequences. You got you got to have consequences for your actions, even at your early age. You have to. Mm -hmm. And sometimes kids duke it out, and that's okay, too, sometimes. And I remember as a kid, if I were to mouth off to somebody bigger and stronger than me, it was game on, dude. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. From, I'm from that spot in the world. I remember hey. mouthing off to a high school guy when I was in, like, seventh grade, and he dropped me head first on the concrete. Doink. It's probably where all my rage comes from, actually. I got CTE. <laughs> From talking shit in grade school to the wrong feller. But I tell you what, dude, I don't like to talk shit to anybody anymore. I, it, it took, I, I don't like to fight with people, you know what I mean? I'd rather be nice than be mean and because oh, I know what will happen. Get my bell rung. Well, and unfortunately, get a whole lot worse. I mean, just like here in Oklahoma City, dude, yesterday, I know get back on topic eventually, but this guy literally threw probably no, oh, I don't know. It's not the biggest because his helmet, but it's literally a humongous stone in front of this woman's windshield with her kids in it in what? the car on the road. Because listen to this, she took too long at the drive-thru. That's that's part of the coddling, dude. We're used to everything happening so fast, right? We're used to everything immediate being like thing. immediate. Everything's at our fingertips. And and we have a lot of power. Honestly, we have a lot. We are we're a very entitled society. We're very entitled. And you know, we feel like when we ask for something, we we deserve it right now. And then I don't know. My perspective is different because I get to go to Honduras every year, and that changes my perspective on everything. So, oh, absolutely. I'm grateful for every everything that I have here, man. Trust me, <laughs> gratitude goes a long way. And when when you know what it's like on the other side of that coin, it's it's a nightmare. So, we're blessed. Um, I don't think we take enough time in society in in, in our day to say. Thank you. You know, <laughs> prayers up to, to for the things that I have. Like, thank you for everything I have. Thank you for my boys having their health, right? Like, thank you for, you know, a safe society that I live in, safe community. I live in a place where I, I, I don't really have that fear of letting my boys play outside and, you know, taking them outside and going to, you know, baseball games and things like that. Um, I'm grateful for that. There are people who don't have that, yeah. but we don't we don't think outside of our own 15 seconds in front of us. Uh, we're always you know consumed with our own phone, and I mean everything's at at our fingertips. And if it doesn't get exactly how we want it right now, we throw a fit. It's just it's it's gross, man. No, absolutely, and and you know I've never been to any. Really, I haven't been in any country outside of the United States, so I obviously can't speak. But even just watching these videos, maybe not so much on TikTok, but maybe 
just random videos, you know, they can always pop up on YouTube or even Twitter. Heck, Twitter has all these videos that from other countries that we scroll and scroll through. If we experience their life for just even a week, I don't know if we can make the first 24. I mean, we could. You can. You'll adapt. But it'll be <laughs> it's it's all pers- it's all perspective, man. It's all it's all attitude, right? If you have gratitude in your heart, you can overcome anything, man. Um, but if you're spiteful and mean and an asshole, mm-hmm. you're, it's going to be very difficult anywhere you go. And I, I think we have we've become we've let people become our own worst nightmares. Yep. Because nobody, nobody, look, first of all, if I don't like what you say to me on Twitter, I'll just block you, right? <laughs> exactly. And I and I can live in a world where everybody agrees with me. Mm-hmm. And nobody calls me on my bullshit, like the girl on Twitter yesterday. No, Nobody's going to tell her, like, do it. He's not gonna kill you. He just thinks you're cute. Like, get exactly. over yourself. You know what I mean? Like, sorry, guys are at the gym too. You know, we, we all—it's a community at the gym. If you don't like it, stay home and work out. But people are going to interact with you in person, like, mm-hmm. and and some and whether you like it or not, and whether it's creepy or not, it's gonna happen. So show gratitude. Thank you. Yeah, I, I appreciate it, but. I'm really not here for that. So if you would please, you know, give me my space while I work out or finish my workout or whatever, you know, you have to say. Yeah. Don't take the Twitter and say, oh, my God, he's going to cut my skin off. Am I going to be a new lampshade? Am I going to be a lampshade next week? Like, dude, he just thinks you're cute. All right, move on. Smile and nod and move on. It's okay to get compliments. Just because you get a compliment doesn't mean... He or she's gonna want to fuck you, or maybe they do. Who cares? I mean, if they if, even if they do, <laughs> it is what it is. Like, hey, sorry about your. I'm sorry that somebody thinks you're attractive. Like, yeah, welcome guy. to being a mid twenty something young lady in Denver, mm-hmm. work working on herself. It's attractive physically. Sorry, mentally you're you're an asshole. And I'll call you on it, but take that for what it's worth. But nobody's going to call her an asshole, right? Nobody's going to say, like, oh, you're an asshole for, dude, get over yourself, okay? He's not going to wear you as a lampshade. Stop it. But if if somebody does, block. So you can live in this Mm -hmm. with blinders on, right? You you can live in a world where Drew Locke is the best quarterback in the world. You really can, though. You know what I'm saying? If, if you think that he's the best quarterback in the world, you can surround yourself with like-minded people mm-hmm. and and truly believe that that's the case. Just like these people that think there's like little kids at the pizza place, you know, being you know the the pedophile ring at the pizza yep. joint, wherever. You know what I mean? There's a group of people that they yep. they they surround themselves with people who think exactly like them. And God forbid anybody call their them out on their bullshit. Because if you don't like what I'm saying, I'll just block you. Mm-hmm. So we get, and then that 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 turns into a downward spiral, man. There's nobody calling anybody on their bullshit anymore. 
Like men and women have biological differences. There is a difference between men and women. There just are. Well, exactly. I, I got so I've been driving Lyft too. When I when I was when I had my surgery, I couldn't drive my big truck, so I was driving Lyft, and uh, I had these two gentlemen get in my Lyft, and it was oh, dark yeah. out. And uh, I was like, hey, are you, are you guys, they had their masks on. Are you, are you guys twins? You know, they looked exactly like me. No, we're, we're partners. Like, okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's their own. I was like, all right, fair enough. Like, I didn't see you. I saw your mask. Like, whatever. Just they're in the backseat. We're driving. And I'm taking them. And, and we get into the, the pronoun thing. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. And I'm interested, you know what I mean? So, But at the same time, I'm not afraid to challenge them on the pronoun thing. So I'm like, what, oh God. what are the pronouns that you use? And it was, well, I'm a they, them. And I'm like, okay, explain that to me, please. Because I am interested in this topic. I, I don't know anything about it. Explain to me like I'm, I'm, I'm new to this planet. And it was like, well, sometimes... I feel masculine and sometimes I feel feminine. And I'm like, well, how is that different than anybody else on the planet Earth? <laughs> Dude, you're bipolar. Dude, I feel that way. I've experienced the whole range. Like today, like the first thing in the morning, I turn on, I, I look at these pictures, right, of these little kids mm-hmm. and I'm bawling, bro. Like uncontrollably, like weeping for these little kids. Like, does that make me masculine or feminine? It's just, it makes me a human, right? Like, but I'm going through this, this range of emotion that you could point to and say, quit being a bitch, right? Because you're sobbing right now. First thing in the morning. Like, I, you could call me masculine and feminine. I was, I, I went the whole spectrum this morning of masculine and feminine. So how am I different than you? How, how are you different than me? Well, so then it was, well, the, and the difference is sometimes I feel like, you know, you know, a guy and I'll wear pants and, and a t-shirt to work. And other times I'll wear a dress and makeup and lipstick to work. And I'm like, well, how was that not drag? <laughs> that's a drag. You're, you're, that's drag. No, no, no. That's not drag. That's not drag. And I'm like, well, why not? Well, drag is performative. I'm like, how are you not performing? Of course you're performing. You said you you go to work that way. And so you you put makeup on and, and wear a dress to work. That's you're not performing at work as a woman. Well, no, that that's not what that means. And I'm like, hey man, you're just a drag. You're a drag queen, but you're not a woman, right? And so I was like, explain to me what. Explain to me femininity. Like, what is your definition of femininity? And he goes, and they go, excuse me. <clears throat> well, feminine is soft and delicate and sweet and pretty. And I think he used the word like tulips or something like that, like like flowers. And I'm like, okay, what's the what's what's masculinity then? And he goes, football. And ribs. <laughs> <laughs> and they said it like that. Football and ribs. And wow. I was like, okay, okay, first of all, 
if you've ever seen a baby come out of a vagina, I'll tell you right now that that shit ain't soft. And there's nothing <laughs> delicate about that. And there is nothing dainty about that. Oh, God. My, let me tell you something. When you see a baby come out of a vagina, the last thing you think about is delicate and dainty <laughs> and soft. My wife is a beast, okay? <laughs> There's a reason why women survive brutal conditions. Yep. Because the Donner Party, you know what the Donner Party is, right, Mike? Oh, yeah. So the Donner Party, in the Donner Party, the, there were survivors of the mm-hmm. Donner Party. And, and it was brutal, dude. I read um, The Indifferent Stars Above, if you ever get a chance to listen to dude. Awful book. This story is awful, man. But in this book, all the survivors were women. Is that because they're soft and dainty and pretty and delicate? And did the men die because of football and ribs? Or or is there a biological something inside of women that is much more powerful than something inside of men? Like you, you, you're you're bullshitting me, man. You can't tell me that you think you're that that you're a they because you have feminine because you dress up in a dress. You're fucking, you're lame, dude. That is a fucking drag show. And you're wrong. And you're a man. And if you aren't having periods every month, and if you can't have a baby, don't fucking tell me that you're a woman. Plain and simple. And then I asked him, what's the most masculine thing that another man can do? The oh, most, this is going to drive people to, this is going to make people like cringe but I told them the most masculine thing is um, how would I say this raping another man against his will is the most masculine thing a man can do I know it's gross but think about this the game of football mm-hmm is a drag show of the most masculine thing that a man can do. Yep. Because what are you really trying to do? Is punch a ball into the end zone, right? Mm-hmm. Against the other team's will. So the end zone is the metaphor for the Kulo. And the defense and masculinity, in the root word of masculinity, means ability to defend your ass from penetration that's literally what the word means the root the root word of it masculinity so as an offensive team drives down the field and punches the ball into the end zone they are actually doing the most masculine thing that a guy can do and we dress up and look how we dress right Big helmet, shoulder pads, you know, thin waist, big thighs. We 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 accentuate the 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 physical attributes of masculine men, the most masculine men, right? Broad shoulders, thin mm-hmm. waist, and and one and when we pound the ball and when we pound it into the end into the end zone, what do we do? We spike the ball. 
like like a like a like a money shot, right? That's the money shot. The, the spike of it is boom all over you in your face. And we use terms, right? Like tight end and wide receiver to do these things. <laughs> I know this sounds crazy, man, but if you think about it in terms of like what we're actually doing, mm-hmm. we're actually performing male drag on a football field in, in its most expressive way. And so I explained that to these two gentlemen that got in my car as we were driving down the road, and they're like, you're blowing my mind right now. (laughs) 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 But they weren't ready for me to call them on their bullshit, right? Right. But I did. And I'm not a – what? what? Somebody's not going to agree with you for one car ride? Mm. But – it, it felt good to talk to somebody, not in a way, it wasn't like I was being in your face about it. I wasn't being combative. I was just explaining to them, like, you're wrong. I mean, this is where I think that, this is how I feel that you're wrong. Because you're, you're, you're performing. You're, you're actually performing drag. Just because you're in drag doesn't mean you have dual, per, dual identities or, or ambiguous um gender right so these are the things we we have to listen and and this all ties back to the shooting today because we don't get told these things we don't get called on our bullshit at all in this country anymore and and everybody's so afraid to hurt anybody's feelings and and if you do you get suspended on twitter and you, you you lose your privileges to be able to have that you know, to be able to speak freely anywhere, as long as you're not hurting somebody's feelings. So we go, we go through life not hurting anybody's feelings, and, and when these people feel adversity for the first times in their lives, they snap. Yep. And the real world is hard, dude. The real world is not easy, man. I'm teaching my boys to to play catch right now, right? And I'm telling them, dude, if you can't catch the ball, it's gonna hurt, man. <laughs> right. So we live in a society where people roll the ball to you and you never have to catch one off the face. You never have to, maybe you're, you're going to miss one or two and it's going to sting, man. And you're going to get some lumps and that's okay. Mm. It's okay to get lumped up from time to time, but we live in a society where it's not okay to get lumped up. And, and that's, and, and any, any adversity that happens, Snap, go straight to oh, I'm offended or in both sides, man. Both sides of the political aisle are they're both snowflakes, man. They're both in their own bubble. And nobody wants to step outside of it and and and, and call them on anything. And if they do, it's like, oh, you're just you're just that side, or you're just that side. Right? Or if I don't like Drew Locke, oh, you just, you just, you don't like Drew Locke. Or, or you're, you, you would, you like Teddy Bridgewater better. Like, no, I just see what I see and I'm okay with expressing it. Yep. 
and, and it's okay for me to express it. And it's okay for you to hear it. And it's okay for you to rebut me. And for us to have a conversation about it. But what's not okay is to say, like, nope, you don't agree with me, you're blocked. I'm blocking you. That's not okay anymore. Like, this society, this quick, like, I'm going to stay in my bubble, and anything that is not my bubble hurts my feelings is, mm-hmm. is nonsense, man. And, and it leads to shit like we're seeing right now in Buffalo and Uvalde. And it's disgusting and it's disturbing. We really have to talk about it. We really have to address these things. Like, hey, man, if you're crazy and you're showing crazy tendencies, like, we have got to address that right now. We have to address it. And we have to address it with the parents. Like, hey, parents, your kid is an asshole and he's scaring everybody at school. Yep. But no, we're, we're too afraid to say anything. I'm going to move. Hold on. Going into the darkness for a minute. But no, you're you're absolutely right. I think I've had a lot of conversations, you know, a lot and with you know, throughout the week and not just obviously with the shooting yesterday and all that, but it, it, it's kind of like, you know, in sports. And now you get, the, you know, growing up, we never got the – it's either you won a championship or you just didn't win nothing. There was no second, third, fourth you know, place trophies. But now everybody gets those participation things. Why are we giving the participation thing? I don't I don't get that. But that's what we're kind of acting as – excuse me, with, with life in itself is we just want to give those participation because we don't want to hurt nobody's feeling that you came in dead last. Um, I think at nine years old, it's okay to give those trophies, to be honest. I was thinking about that. It, it's okay to participate. And it's it's not about winning and losing at nine, right? Right. So I think at nine, it's okay to say, like, look, you know, we might not have won every game and we didn't win the last game, but we fell, we, we bonded as a team and we came together as a team. And that's that that's that's an endeavor worth pursuing, you know. And maybe we didn't reach all of our goals, but we participated and we did it. And and you were here every game and you were here every practice. That 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 goes a long way, man. So for that, participation is ninety percent of it, right? Showing up is ninety percent of it. Um but when you don't keep score, that's weird. You got to keep score, man. Mm-hmm. You you got to know, like, okay, do, the first thing the boys did when they ran off the field on the last inning is, did we win? Did we win? Like, yeah, we we won. Like, all right, yeah. <laughs> and <clears throat> you, we won because we kept score. If I would have said, like, oh, it was a tie, and we didn't keep score, it would have been like, what the. Even the young boys would have been like, that's lame, dude. That, that's lame. Come on, coach. Don't be don't be lame, man. We didn't do the there's there's still competition. Competition is okay. Competition is actually really good. So as long as the participation trophies aren't in lieu of competition, I think they're good. But once they start becoming more important than the competition itself, then then it then it becomes lame. 
and even even young people will will see right through that. So, of course, uh, now the the interesting part, which I'm no, <clears throat> I'm curious as, what in the world got you kicked off of Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the last conversation we had? I was telling you about my surgery, dude. Right. Okay, so what was going on when I got kicked off of Twitter was the whole thing with um, Mitt Romney and Tulsi Gabbard. I'm a big Tulsi Gabbard fan, dude. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm ride or die for Tulsi. I think she got a bum rat. I think she's She's not bad. Well, dude, she's our, she's, first of all, she is in the military, right? Mm-hmm. Served, I don't know how many tours overseas in Iraq and Afghanistan, and then was a congresswoman. And she understands, she has common sense, right? Like, if she says something, I'm listening to it. Right. Like, there's a lot of politicians that, I, that they say something, and it's like, you're, you're a shill, dude. Shut mm-hmm. up. Right? Shut up. But when she talks, I listen. And um, she was just not towing the company line of like the, the Ukraine is good and Russia is bad. This dichotomy. Another thing that's wrong with our country is this dichotomy of good versus evil. Always good versus evil. Like if, if you're rooting for a team, the Broncos, everybody else is evil, right? So like... <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is evil. You can't root for that guy because he's the bad guy. He's he's evil. But Ukraine, there's there's it. It's not good versus evil necessarily, right? There's there's bad and good on both sides. And I wouldn't say anything that Russia is doing right now is good, but I'm not going to say Ukraine is 100 percent okay either. At the same time, I'm not going to wear a fucking pin to the state of the United States Union. Wear a Ukraine pin instead of in lieu of a United States of America pin. Like, give me a break, dude. Are you kidding me? So, anyway, Tulsi came on and said something about, hey, Ukraine isn't all peaches and cream either. Y'all gotta, like, it, there's some pretty gross stuff in Ukraine too. So, just keep an eye out for that. Just letting you know, like, it's not all peaches and cream. And I don't remember. Mitt Romney said something, and then everybody was bagging on Tulsi. And I'm like, no, dude, I'm ride or die with Tulsi. If she says something like, you can't, no, I'm not just, no. I I had her back. Anyway, this guy on Twitter, CSU Jake, I said something like, I don't remember, I was defending Tulsi. He said something back to me, kind of smart ass, and I was like, "Eh, whatever. You know, some few choice words. And, uh, we go. We're going back and forth, and he comes back at me with this thing. Uh, the thing that I told you about my surgery, because I had a, a urethroplasty, so mm-hmm. they had to, they had to literally like reconstruct my urethra. And I was explaining uh, yep. to you on Twitter, like what was going on, like this is happening. Right, right, right. I got a tube in my dick right now. <laughs> my oh, exactly. I remember that. Yeah, my ass to my balls, and they reconstructed it. <laughs> My urethra, I was, I was just like, expl- being being rather graphic. 
<laughs> right, I remember that, yeah. And this motherfucker comes at me, and he posts the shit, like, and he's, like, posted what I said to you, and then he's like, oh, you're real tough. Good luck with your gender reassignment surgery. Like, Oh, God. <laughs> with, to his... <laughs> To his credit, dude, was a pretty sick burn for a liberal man. And I was like, oh, dude, you got me. Like, that is so, it was, I couldn't let it slide. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, you got me. <laughs> he got me, dude. I, I knew I lost, but I saw, so I was like, well, fuck you, dude, I'll get, I will ride a bike <laughs> right now. To fucking 36th and down and to whoop your ass. And apparently, because I threatened him with violence, that they, they, they suspended my Twitter account indefinitely. <laughs> <laughs> and Twitter made me say sorry. To this guy. Really? Sorry. Now, how did you get a notification? Like, if you logged on to the app and it showed like a notification thing, or did they send you? Yeah, they were like, okay, we, we some like, uh, we we flagged this tweet. Like, I will ride a bike <laughs> because <laughs> you have to ride a bike, dude, right? You got to sit on that tiny little seat, and it's gonna be like right on your stitches where paint your asshole are at. And that's where I was cut. So I was like, I will still get on that. Aurora, whoop your ass! They're like, we flagged this tweet as violence, threatening violence. And I was like, that's fair. Say you're sorry. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry. Sorry. And delete it. And I, so I deleted it. Uh, okay, you have 12 hours. You got it. You were, I was suspended for 12 hours. But then they came back and were like, nope. Suspended indefinitely, so they canceled my my Twitter account, which is a good thing, honestly, dude. Taking two or three months off of Twitter was a blessing, dude. It was oh, so I'm sure, absolutely. Oh god, Twitter's so toxic and ugly. I think social media as a whole, I think, is toxic. Yeah, it's another thing that's really the problem with this country right now is that we have too much access to. The sewer that is social media. Yeah, because I was kind of, I was wondering because I'm like, and I knew, you know, for a while, because I think on the last time you were mentioned about going back, you know, potentially going back to Honduras, I'm like, well, maybe you were down there for quite a while. And like, hmm, still no tweets. I'm like, interesting. Yeah. I'm thinking something had to happen. Yeah. Suspended indefinitely because I said I would ride a bike. <laughs> With my stitched up tape. Because, dude, he got me, man. He got me, dude. I was like, so, like, oh, that's a good one. Damn it. Good luck with your gender reassignment surgery. Pussy. <laughs> oh, dude. Bastard. Damn, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, that got me kicked off of Twitter. Well, don't feel too bad. I said I said a throat punch on Facebook and got kicked off. So, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's soft. It's a soft place, dude. Maybe, I'm not really gonna ride my bike to 38th and Downing at 3:30 a.m. 
Uh, Maybe you should like on quotations, just kidding, or something. I don't know. Or disclaimers. There we go. That's what we're on the sport. Maybe you should. Maybe you should, you should just add disclaimers. No, I was. I was seriously going to do it, dude. I, I actually, <laughs> uh, that moment, I would have gone. I was. I was ready to fight CSUJ. That's that was his. That was his Twitter handle. CSUJ. Hey CSUJ, you got me with that dick. That was a good. <laughs> that was a sick burn, bro. <laughs> Somehow, watch, 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 <laughs> watch, watch him end up watching this thing, and you're like, Oh, I know that guy. <laughs> Fuck CSU Jake. <laughs> I, got, I, I got a surgically repaired one you can have a big old bite of. Fuck CSU Jake. <clears throat> so that's what got me kicked off. But on a bright side, I am peeing like a Russian racehorse right now. It's wonderful. I was going to ask you, since obviously you were suspended, how did the uh, jokes jokes aside, how did uh, recovery do go for you, though? Good, man. Everything's great. Yeah, it went well. I'm good. Good to go. Driving my truck every day. Um, yeah, we're good. Nice. Praise be to God. Oh, absolutely, dude. Grateful for everything, man. I'm grateful. Of course, uh, during that three-month time span as well, and obviously you're familiar, and as much as I am, of course, uh, want to get your thoughts, because obviously uh, we have a new quarterback in Denver. Yep. I told you, man. Wilson. I, I told I didn't tell you Russell Wilson. I didn't think we would get Russell, but I, I told you I really thought it was gonna be Aaron Rodgers, if anything. Yeah, I, I thought it was Aaron Rodgers too. I was wrong, but I knew that we were gonna have a new coach, a new quarterback, and a new owner in 2022. And and okay, so first of all, having a new quarterback, having Russell Wilson is wonderful, mm. but. I'm on the record for saying, like, you have to have an owner first, then the coach, then the quarterback. You remember that conversation we had? Yep. yep. And um, I want to I want to amend that um, trilogy a little bit to general manager, head coach, quarterback. And we have probably the best general manager in football right now, um, George Payton. And we started with him. We got him last year. Boom. Then we got a new coach, Nathaniel Hackett. High energy. The players seem to really, really like him. Boom. Get him in place. And then what do we do? We go get the quarterback. So the Broncos are building it the right way. They did it the exact way that I would have loved to have done it. Um, Yeah, the owner is going to come in. He's going to be next. It's going to be general manager, head coach, quarterback, owner. But I think owner is going to be – I, I I don't I don't think it's necessarily it's not necessary at this point. I think it's going to be a good owner. I think they're going to pick the right guy or girl or group to lead this team to own it. Um, but the quarterback situation, man, it's so nice to not have to fight over who the quarterback's going to be, dude. Oh, absolutely. Having having a who is it going to be Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke? Can you imagine having that conversation right now? Well, just think, dude. 
there could have been a good chance. Let's just say they, that they just kept business as usual and we would have went into 2022 first round and got whoever we would have gotten the first round and did our thing. There's a good chance that we could have just strictly gassed up with Drew Locke and then whoever they would have had as backup and, of course, Brett. Uh, yeah, I think with this coach, I think Drew Locke wouldn't have been a terror. I think he would have probably been the best option of – the rookies in this draft, it would have been better just to stay with Drew Locke this year. Um, and then take like a right tackle, like the Seahawks took whatever Charles Cross, I think they got at the nine pick. I would have liked to seen that. That would have been nice. I would have, I would have been on board for that, that move. Uh, it wouldn't have been ideal necessarily. Looking back, having Russell Wilson right now and, Thinking that Drew Locke would be anything, <laughs> you know, competent in comparison to Russell Wilson is laughable. Literally, you just chuckled at it. Well, so think- I'm glad we don't have that. I'm glad we have Russ. But I mean, it was a grim. It was a grim draft for quarterbacks. Let's just put it that way. The draft class for me, I was not impressed with, and. If we would have had no Russell Wilson headed into the draft, I personally would have been perfectly fine with us not even selecting one from this year's class. Totally. I would have thought it been a wasted pick. Yep, because Drew Locke would have been better than him. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But it was a deep draft nonetheless. Like, it might not have been quarterback heavy, but it was definitely football player heavy. Of course, uh, <clears throat> the famous question, and now I kind of want to pick your brain since uh, I kind of got my own answer. How soon are we going to another, hoist another Vince Lombardi trophy with Russell Wilson as our quarterback now? Oh, man, that's a Because I told somebody that we'll make the playoffs this year, but we won't be Super Bowl ready till next. Hmm. Why next year? I just think give us a whole year under that new system from um, Hackett. So you don't think the rookie head coach can lead us? I think he'll at least get to the playoffs. No, I do think that. It makes sense, though, right? You you get a rookie head coach and you get a really young coaching – a really young coaching staff, and you surround them with maybe the most prepared quarterback in the NFL. He is prepared to be a quarterback, maybe more so than any other quarterback in the NFL right now. Um, I think that he is going to be a head coach's best friend. I think they're going to lean on Russ a lot this year. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think, you know, that rookie head coach, there can be a lot of warts that can be hidden um, from a prepared and veteran quarterback like Russell Wilson. So I think the youngness and, and the first year thing with Nathaniel Hackett is negated by Russ being here. So I think they have just as good a chance this year as any um, out of the AFC. It's going to be a tough – it's going to be a battle. They're going to be battle-tested, that's for sure, right? Mm-hmm. So they are going to be prepared for everything that's in front of them um, for 17 weeks. So 
going into the playoffs, it's anybody's game. So if they just make the playoffs, I mean, who's to say they can't go in and run the table? You just got to get that one hot streak. I think our schedule is favorable. I like our schedule. I know the AOC West can be tough, but that's expected. And now with the quarterbacks, well, I think quarterback-wise, this division has got to be the best when it comes to quarterbacks. you got Pat Mahomes, of course, Kansas City, uh, Justin Herbert, who I'm a huge fan of in L.A., and you know, I get Colin, Ka- uh, Colin Kaepernick supposed to be tried out, but we all know Derek Carr is going to be the quarterback So at Las Vegas. So. That's a, dude, Vegas has Waller and – Devontae Adams right now. Dude. Oh, man. And the Chiefs had an excellent draft. And I think the, the Chargers had an excellent draft. I think the Broncos had an excellent draft. Yeah. I mean, it's just a really, 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 really good um, division. Maybe the best division of all time. Ooh. Hmm. Boy, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the maybe the '80s, maybe only rivaled by the '80s NFC East. Wow! Yeah, this this division is that good, man. Top to bottom. I have us right now at twelve wins. What do you think our under is? If we get twelve wins, like, why not win the Super Bowl? Exactly. I mean. That's a that, that's a Super Bowl contending. That's a Super Bowl contending record. Because I'm thinking we're at least going to worst case scenario we're going to split with the Chiefs. God, I just hope we get off the Schneid beating that. We got to beat them right. Thirteen in a row. That's a that's a nightmare. So at least I'm going to give us a split this year. For some reason, so. we always we always mess up somewhere. So I have us, what is it, us splitting with the Chiefs and I think Chargers. It's a different era, though, man. I know, though. That's the thing. It's a whole new era of Bronco football. Like, it, like last year was the era of Bronco mediocrity, and it's over. Mm-hmm. We're no longer in that era. So, I mean, you don't know what we're going to do. It's It's exciting again. Bronco football is exciting again. I'm ready for this ownership, though, to be uh, finalized. It'll be finalized soon, dude. Very soon. wonder who is the uh, – I know the Waltons, of course, the owners of Walmart. I know they're in it. Yep. I saw Magic Johnson's hand in the pot as a group. I know his hand's in the mix. I don't know anything about – I don't know who – I mean – it's going to be a surprise. Whenever we see who, who wins the bid, it's going to be a surprise. It's five bill. <laughs> that means so that's at least the asking price is five bill. Listen, it's five bill plus a new stadium. I saw that. Yep. So they're going to they're going to build a new stadium. Most of that area. Where the, is there land out there that they can do that? Yeah, bro. Uh, out by the airport. Oh, see, I was thinking about that about near DIA, dude. There's so much land out there, it's prime for it, it's perfect. Yeah, I think they're gonna build it out by DIA and expand DIA, that, that whole region out there 
turn like make a little big city out there around the stadium. Perfect place for it, man. I didn't think about that. I could see that easily. Yeah, you just fly in, boop, get an Uber to the stadium or to the hotel near the stadium, and dude, watch a Super Bowl, watch a Bronco game, get back on an airplane, fly home, dude. Boom. Anywhere in the country, like within two hours. Perfect spot for me. Because see, invest, but God, Invesco's not that old though. Two thousand one. It's coming up on it. Like, Me let's won't. say by the time you you get the stadium approved and everything approved and then built, it'll be twenty five years old now. I guess yeah, that'd be about right though. That's about the average length of a stadium. Yeah. Right. And then you, they need that that space downtown too, where the stadium's at. It's just so it's just too crowded, man. Is it? Yeah, it's just too crowded. Uh, Federal and I twenty five right there just gets so it just gets so congested and packed, and it's just it's just a nightmare to get in and out of there. Man. I know people are like, dude, it's too far out to the airport to watch a game, and I'm like, dude, you sit in line in traffic for an hour just to go ten blocks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why not? Why not build like? the infrastructure around the stadium that you can go in and out and just be home in, in 30 minutes. It, it's really not that far. I think people are, I think it's, I think it's a no brainer. You build the stadium out by the airport and make it state of the art, like SoFi and bring Super Bowls and final fours. It'll be beautiful. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the Super Bowl in Mile High? Dude, it's perfect. It's a great God, spot. Dang it. Great spot for a Super Bowl, man. We would be a great host for a Super Bowl. Well, there's a lot to do there. That's for darn sure. Yeah, dude, go skiing, bro. Come on, mm-hmm. man. Super Bowl weekend, that whole week, you could go skiing, hang out in Brack or whatever, come back, watch the Super Bowl, and then fly out that night. Dude. Come on, man. <laughs> Clyde's pitching a, a Super Bro, Bowl. It's, uh, a, it's a no-brainer, uh, dude. A it's a no-brainer, man. Yeah, yeah I read I that, that they were talking about the new stadium or potential new stadium. I'm like, well, that's interesting. Oh yeah, no. Whoever whoever buys the state, whoever buys the the team is going to build a stadium. And if it's the if it's the Walton. Bro, it's gonna be. Oh my god! Oh, he's got more money than he, they. They said if he if he's the one that buys the team, he'll have the most money of any owner by fifty billion dollars. Something that's insane. So I still think it's gonna be him. Who can outbid him? Nobody can outbid exactly. him. That's why I think he'll just he's he's got he's got to be the leading leading candidate if there is one. Hey, if he has, if if. If he if he wants it, it's his. I, I just I truly believe that. I want the new stadium though now. I know, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just want somebody who's gonna come in here and build it up and and make the Broncos great again, and and leave the football to the football people because we have great football people right now. And maybe you can even bring in Peyton Manning as the ownership part of the ownership group. And just surround them with even more football people. And John Elway. 
Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he. I think he needs to just enjoy the golf course. Yeah, dude. What is John John Elway? Just be John Elway, okay? Yeah, please. Just be John Elway. Just smile and wave, John Elway. <laughs> Honestly, he's a figurehead at this point. He's the king of the Broncos. Well, of course. I mean, when we think but he, has, he should game. have no power, don't give him any power. Leave him. Let him just let him be the king of the Broncos. <laughs> he can be the one doing the ribbon cuttings and all that stuff, and that'll be perfect. And everybody can kowtow to him. Talk about somebody who surrounds themselves with a yes man, dude. Oh, God. That's been the problem with the Broncos for the last, say, six years, is that they just had nobody who will, who will hold that guy accountable for anything. Yep. Who's going to hold John Elway accountable? Nobody. Exactly. Maybe Peyton. It's your time to go, John. Thanks for your thing. Thank you for being the king of the Broncos. Yep. Adios. Well, let's, let's be honest. The only thing we're going to remember John away from is his playing career. I mean, I am. Besides, besides him bringing in Peyton Manning, that's really about it. Yeah, man. Of course. Of course. And plus, I kind of wondered. I think it's more Peyton Manning that orchestrated that Super Bowl 50 run. When it came with D. Ware coming and Akib, I don't. I don't see Elway being. I mean, I'm obviously he was a GM at the time. Yeah, I bet truth was known. I bet Manning was the one that recruited them both to come here. Well, look, it, it's like it's like the the Russell Wilson effect right now. Mm-hmm. Look at the Russell Wilson effect right now on the Broncos. You know, like we, yeah, you gave up a first and second this year and a first and second next year. But look at the 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 free agents we've already signed because of Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys are coming here because they know they have a good quarterback and they have a good team. When you have a good quarterback and a good a, – an excellent quarterback, um, you know, you have a chance to win any game, any given Sunday. You are in that game. So if you are somebody who can fill a need and you know that if you feel that need, you could become Super Bowl contender, yeah. I mean – that 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 just makes that makes Denver um, a desirable location to come to again. Um, DJ Jones came here specifically citing like Russell Wilson came here. I'm coming there. That, that's a big reason why. If had Drew Locke, listen, had Drew Locke been the quarterback, do you think DJ Jones is the Denver Bronco today? No, probably not, dude. And I don't think Randy Gregory would have uh, signed with us either. Or Gregory, yeah, there you go. There's another one, dude. You think you think Randy Gregory is a Denver Bronco if if Drew Locke's our quarterback? Oh, absolutely not. No, come on, man. No way. No way. So I mean, would have gone. I don't think Gordon would have resigned. He probably would have stayed in, in in Dallas. To be honest with you. Oh, absolutely. He would have stayed in Dallas. It would have been contentious. They would have. It would have been a couple more days of, you know, like do this, do that, do this, do that. But he would have resigned in Dallas. But 
as soon as Dallas dropped the ball, Denver was there to swoop him up. And he was like, hell yeah, I'm going to Denver then. Adios. See ya. And he came to Denver, and I, I bet you 90% of it's because Russell Wilson came. Oh, 100%, dude. The Broncos gave him the same amount of money as Dallas yeah. did. It's not. It wasn't about the money. Like if he was, if it was about the money, we just stayed there. Well, and, he, so, and he's a smart man. He probably thinks, you know, let's be honest, not to be a little biased, but I will be. He also probably knows Denver probably has at least a better chance of winning the ring than Dallas does. Um, I mean, they're probably equal. I would say that'd be cool to see Dallas and Denver in the Super Bowl, though. It would be dope. It's very, it's very possible, man. It's a very possible reality because who, who's in the NFC, man? The NFC is so whack this year. It's Green Bay, Dallas, and maybe Tampa. Yeah, unfortunately, you always got to throw Tampa just because of Brady. So, I mean, who, else, who else is there? In the NFC. Well, I would say Arizona, but Kyler Murray can't, can't keep his mouth shut, though. I mean, Arizona's a good team, but they always find a way to choke. And see, I think the Rams, I like the Rams. Yeah, I don't know. Rams are uh, it's hard to repeat, though. Rams are good, but they lost. I, they don't have Odell Beckham this year. No, they lost Vaughn, which I mean, they lost Vaughn. As expected, but still, though. I mean, they they didn't they didn't really add anything. They didn't really add any pieces. They kind of subtracted. So I mean, so you you really only have like three or four teams in the NFC that that can really go to the the Super Bowl this year. Whereas in the AFC, you got four teams in the AFC West. <laughs> yeah, you, you could you could literally you can make an argument you could go to the Super Bowl this year. You can see the commanders. Oh, Washington? Yeah, the Redskins. <laughs> oh God, terrible name, dude. Terrible name, terrible symbol. The, you know the new stadium that they're trying to uh, propose, uh, it looks like a it looks like a um Pringle chip. Have you seen that? No. What is oh it? God. Oh, it looks kind of like SoFi or whatever. Yes. They're trying to bring the SoFi look to, to D.C., but uh, their roof literally looks like a Pringle chip. I, I think that's kind of cool, man. It just looks weird from that kind of – because how they unless because what they need to do is lighten up some because they literally have it dark, and the only thing they have it is like invisible, kind of like that. Well, you can see through. I don't want to see that. I want to see what it looks like during the daytime. Maybe it won't look as Pringle chip-looking thing, but whatever. I wonder what like, <laughs> Denver Stadium looks like. It'll be, it'll be state-of-the-art, that's for sure. It's got to be like the best. Oh, it's going to be – it's going to be for sure. But yeah, you have to have a Super Bowl. Washington, Washington, D.C., that'd be a great place for a Super Bowl. I've always said that there needs to be Super Bowl in colder, in cold cities during winter months. But I mean, you really earn it. You'll, if you build a new stadium that has the roof or whatever, a retractable, whatever, like you, you could, you should get a Super Bowl, honestly. Do you think, speaking of that, do you think Denver will uh, add a retractable roof? Oh, hell yeah. Of course, it's the only it's the only way to go, man. I don't think you'll ever see a new. I don't think you'll ever see a new stadium built that isn't a retractable dome. Yeah, fair enough. The one that's in Buffalo or whatever, I think it's gonna have a retractable dome. It just is what it is, man. I mean, I get it. It's football. It's outside. It's cold. It's the elements. But you know, it's like Green Bay this year, right? They they had the the playoffs against the the Forty Niners. They were a better team than the 49ers. They should have beat the brakes off the 49ers, to be all honesty. But the weather really made that game. It leveled out the game, right? It leveled the playing field. And it kept them from winning a Super Bowl, in my opinion. 
absolutely. Had Lambeau Field had a retractable dome, I think the Green Bay Packers are the Super Bowl champions this year. Mm-hmm. I think you can make that argument, and I think every 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 organization is going to make that argument. So I don't think you're going to see um, a new stadium built that isn't at least a retractable. Oh no, no. So, and I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. Well, whoever the new owner is needs to get on board and then start uh, issuing out uh, graphics of what this place could look like. I'm curious. Yeah, it's time. We need it. We need it. It's going to be fun. I think um, you're going to see stadium proposals coming in probably the next year, within a year. I could see that. Yeah. I think that's the same Probably by next off season, we'll start seeing some Super Bowl or uh, some stadium proposals, and it'll be dope. It'll be like, oh, dude, look at this rendering. It's gonna be so cool. And of course, yeah. the last, of course, the last one is uh, I got you know, new stadium, new everything at this right ownership, everything. Do you think the color scheme and logo still stays? No. Nope. Gotta get a new one. New era, brother. New era of Bronco football. Time to change it up. They need to go back to the actual D, but different color scheme. I, I think it's just going to be new, man. I don't know what it's going to be. I'm interested to see it. I'm sure we'll hate it. I'm sure we'll hate it. <laughs> but we'll grow to love it. You know what I mean? <laughs> when the new Broncos – Logo came out, it was like, what is this, dude? It's bro, it's ugly. No. But we love it. We loved it. The orange, it, we it's cool. It was cool. We won Super Bowls, right? We won our first two Super Bowls in those uniforms. So of course it's easy to fall in love with a team that's good. <laughs> Amen to that. So if their uniforms are kind of weird. It, it they get really cool really fast when you win a Super Bowl with them, you know. So, new era, new. It's a good team. We got a good quarterback. It's it's time. Let's put them in new threads. Win a Super Bowl on them, and we'll grow to love them just like we did the last ones. Man, keep on doing it down the road. I just hope it's not a W. <laughs> I'm just throw. Here's a W. Like, I like it. B. Like, why? For Broncos? No. Don't do that. <laughs> just, just throw a big D on it. Just just a D. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> One side says D. The other side's B. <laughs> a, a navy blue D on an orange helmet. <laughs> In Times New Roman font. <laughs> oh god yeah anyway all right brother <laughs> I got <bad> images now <laughs> i know it's uh, it's got awful but w- if they win a super bowl in that we'll we'll learn to love it dude well until then guys we will uh we'll find out but clyde as always sure. glad to have you back on and and uh congrats on your first win as the uh head coach oh. of your son's baseball team that's pretty cool Thank you, man. It was cool. I'm just so grateful that we have healthy little boys playing the game. And, um, yeah, prayers 
to the families who lost their little ones this week. Ugh. Um, yeah, and I'm grateful to have you back, dude. It's good to talk to you, man. Grateful that you're my friend. Hey, grateful for you, bro, my man. And uh, I'm glad you're good because I was like, I literally thought, and uh, I was when I sent you that text yesterday, I'm like, I really hope he didn't die. That's, I mean, at this point, I'm like, you know, I hate saying it, but I'm like, what happened? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I, I, w- I wouldn't die without letting you know first, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but no i appreciate you and your friendship my man and uh yep i uh i value our friendship and uh again Dude. my prayers and condolences to everybody out there with the shootings here in the last month or month, last two months and especially yeah. yesterday in the in the school district of uvalde texas and uh Ugh. As I started off the show, I just hope I don't know what's changed. I didn't go to school, freaked out. I was going to get shot up and killed and not see my parents again. But unfortunately, the life that these kids have to live in, that's the the new reality. And I just hope I just want to see change. I just want somebody to shut up and put words to action. But that's a whole other topic for a whole other thing discussion. But what I think it's about speech, man. It's about you can't curb free. You can't curb speech, man. Even hate speech, bro. Yep. The only thing that curbs hate speech is good, better speech. So stop censoring people. Stop blocking people. Let people speak their minds. Let them show you that they're crazy. Let them tell you they're crazy. And then address that issue, by the way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you just block people and you, you take their voice away, they're only left with their violence. Yep. And that's I think what's happening in the society. So we got it. We got to get back to free speech, man. So thank you for giving me a platform to speak my mind, brother. Hey, anytime you want to come on, just let me know. We'll do, bro. All right, man. Thank you, everybody. Take care, everyone. You've been listening to the Air Attack Podcast. We'll see you all next Wednesday night.